As always, when we kick things off with the Ocala Arts and Entertainment Podcast, you see smiley faces, you know. <laughs> we can't help it because it's, it's a great vibes. And I am hanging out with the best in terms of Ocala cultural arts, vibesy folks. Leslie is in the house, Nottingham. And of course, we have Emily is in the house, Emily Parkman. We're talking about managing cultural arts, Leslie and Cultural Arts Coordinator. Cultural Arts Coordinator Leslie. Emily. Good. So, the vibe is right. So I started messing up too. So the way you messing up means the vibe is right. Okay, so thank you very much for having me come do this and chat with you all about what's happening in Ocala for the culture. And we're going to start off with... Um, so, Emily, how... Are you getting involved in this wonderful organization? What's happening before you come to the cultural arts? Were you doing stuff like that before where you were born? Or you tell me, how, how did it start for you to want to be in cultural arts? Uh, well, my degrees are both in fine arts, so I already okay. have an art background. And before I came to Ocala, I was living in Madison, Wisconsin, right. and I was working as um, an installation assistant for the Madison Museum of Contemporary Art, as well as being a gallery assistant to Overture Galleries, and a volunteer curator for Communication Madison, which is a community space that's um, multi-purpose for performing arts, visual arts, um, a shop to help support the visual arts, as well as um, promoting uh, reading and free reading for uh, the community. So you were just jazzing up everything inside that little space. You just oh yeah, about, so, we, we I mean, did all kinds of stuff. How did, how did you get in? What inspired you to get into that kind of field into the arts? I mean, as a kid coming up, I mean, did mom, dad, did anyone in your family was an artist or that did anything music? How did that come about? Um, so I wouldn't say my parents are very artsy, but my mother absolutely loves doing anything arts related. So okay. I grew up, uh, you know, going to the theater, um, I did ballet and outer dance, so I did okay. a lot of performing as well. We would go to different museums, whether they were historical museums or art museums or art galleries, we would do a lot of uh, cultural events okay. that um, enriched my development. So that's the foundation of... Yes. Okay. You see, everyone I speak to, you know, like yesterday I was interviewing Latoya and it's only then she was like, oh yes, my mom used to line dance. I forgot that, you know? I know. The, something your parents did or thought might have pushed you in that direction, but it's so ballet. Mm -hmm. is, it, uh, is that the right position? <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Okay, so you are coming into Ocala, and is it you coming in to start with the um, cultural arts immediately, or you, you in, at some point you kind of get into the cultural arts here? Well, I applied for the position while I was still in Wisconsin okay. um, because okay. we knew we were moving down here. Right. So I wanted to, you know, line up a position and it seemed like a great opportunity to 
learn and to grow and become more involved with the Ocala community and right. maintain the arts background that I have. Okay, so you applied and you nailed it. <laughs> I guess so. She did. She's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's here with her she's boss. She's here, so. <laughs> so that's really, really, really wonderful. So, so Leslie, how did it happen for you? How did your journey kick off with it? Was it always art or...? Pretty much. A uh, very similar background. Um, parents were always uh, putting me in ballet, art classes, okay. theater. Um, they, they did offer sports to me as a child and I didn't like sweating. So uh, it was, was never something that I, you want me to run and sweat, that doesn't yeah, sound like that. That's not my, not my jam. Right. Um, so they were, my, my father was a doctor, my mom was an elementary school teacher. And while those positions don't necessarily overlap with the arts, I think there is some overlap with the arts. Um, my mother's a very creative person, uh, but she can't draw. But my dad, right. who is a more technical person, he can. So she would describe something to him and he would come in, especially to, to uh, work in her classroom. Mm. Like when they were designing the bulletin boards, my, my dad would sketch out all my mom's ideas. So okay. they, they really worked as a duo. Um, so I grew up watching that. Um, and um, our vacations as a child, uh, we were never sit on the beach kind of people. Like our, our vacations were like heavy hitting, we're gonna we're gonna go to this museum. We're gonna go to this event. Right. We're gonna go experience this, and and that really fed a lot into my background. So from from that position, I I grew up, and you know they they were kind of hoping I'd maybe go into the sciences. That was like a definite. No, you you can't just do the arts. You do yeah, so need to do that that course. balance. And and I remember like in high school, like there was there was like I wanted I wanted to join the, the theater group and and there was like we, we had a lot of resistance to that. And I, I finally mm. won them around. Okay. Um, so so it, it did take some work there. They originally were not my dad specifically was not thrilled. He's like, "No, no, you need you need to do you know physics." And I was like, "Never going to use physics, Dad. Ever. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's just not me." Um, so, but I, I think he he's proud and really really understands where where I've gone with my life. So, um, again, it was it was. You're not really going to study theater when you, when you get to college, are you? And I was like, no, 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 I'm going to go into communications. That lasted about two weeks. Right. And I became a theater major. Um, mm. So <laughs> theater is my undergrad. And then my graduate program was from the Smithsonian, where I studied history of decorative art. Okay. So uh, historic fashion is actually my my metier that I studied. So historic fashion. Historical fashion, yes. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. That's the whole story by itself, yes, right? Yes, yes, I have, I have a, my thesis was on shoes. Oh. Yes, 20th century uh, David Evans shoes. He was a shoe designer who worked primarily in New York and then in Italy. Wow. It's interesting how stories can go in many directions. And when you hear what people was able to get involved with and mm -hmm. experience, I mean it. So you are spearheading Ocala's cultural arts. Yes. Beautiful. Um, 
I haven't seen any shoes yet. But yeah, I know we can. <laughs> well, and I guess sculpture coming. Right. Yeah. You know, right. There, there, there we go. And I'm not even wearing shoes. really fun shoes today either. I'm wearing Sperry's. So just, you know. But, you know, there, there's a reason why I'm wearing Sperry's. I used to wear heels to right. this job. And right. the first month that I worked here, I was wearing my skirt. I was wearing my, my heels. And I get a call from across town where the artists who were working inside the Krosky Center had set off the, the alarm and the, the police were called. Oh. And so I ran over there in my heels, and I don't know if you know about the Krosky layout, the open door is on the far side from yes, the parking. So, you so I was sprinting across the field in my heels and it had just rained and it was, it was, oh, it was, it wow. was a mess. Um, but I, I, I didn't want my artist to get arrested. And from that day I was like, we're just gonna wear flats. It's probably better. Just yes, we're just, just wearing flats, case. just yes. just in case I have to run um, in mud. Mud. So I know you were you were at OMAC. Yes, I before coming over to Cultural Arts. No, no. You were always I Cultural Arts. Um, I moved down here from Kansas City for the position. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, beautiful. So how did that unfold? I mean, so you're down in there and. What kind of communication took place for you to move over? Over, over here? Uh, well, okay. My, my background is very helter-skelter. Right. Um, so I've lived in Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., New York City, and Kansas City with a brief stop in London. Sort so then finding my tour way. Guide, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. At some point, yeah. you know, world tour guide. To yeah, yeah, uh, just sort of finding my way. So, um, in 2020, um, there was a job posting down here, and that was the middle of the pandemic, of course. Right. And I was working in Kansas City because that's where my entire family is based. I've got nieces and nephews, and and my my brother, my sister, my parents. Everybody's there. Um, and I had moved there from working at Christie's in New York City to go home to be part of their lives and mm. and really kind of you know get because they were little and they didn't know me and and I wanted to really invest in that time that's yes. so precious when they're young um, but I moved home in 2016 and there aren't that many arts jobs in Kansas City it's it's a very limited pool and rightfully so they try to work with people who went to school there and so it's it's very insular Right. Uh, so I ended up working for Hallmark Corporate, which is based in Kansas City. Um, I worked for a library for a little while, and then I also ended up at Hill, not Hillwood. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Uh, Hillwood was another stop on the on the trip. Um, Mahaffey Stagecoach Stop and Farm, which okay. is a historic farm, 1860s. Oh. I wore the sunbonnet, the corset, the hoop skirt, the whole nine yards, and oh. did everything from tour groups to cataloging different pieces in the collection to mucking up pig pens. You just, you never knew what you were going to get. Yes. It was a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, but the pandemic hit and those jobs disappeared. Right. Because um, I was at Hallmark at that time as a contract employee and then the museum was entirely, you know, based on need. Mm -hmm. And if you don't mm -hmm. have kids coming through, there's not a lot of need. Of course. Um, so, and having lived through a previous section of time, the, the 2008 financial crisis, I saw a lot of museums that had about two years before that funding dried up and positions went away. Um, so I was looking at the writing on the wall, 
wanted a full-time position and knew I had to look outside of Kansas City if I was going to continue to have a career and get health insurance and all of that kind of fun stuff. So I, I cast a wider net mm. and it just so happened there was a cultural arts position down here. Um, what was that position called? Cultural arts supervisor. Mm. That was my original spot here with the city. Um, I flew down in the middle of the pandemic. Wow. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a trip. Um, Rented a car, drove up, interviewed, uh, really loved the team. I loved the city. I, I saw a lot of parallels with my hometown mm -hmm, as, mm -hmm, as far mm -hmm. as, as uh, where things were and how things were developing. Um, and so interviewed and shortly after the interview, I got a call right away saying, we'd love you to come on board. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is great. Mm. I'm like, I'm looking at apartments right now. This is fantastic. And I said yes on the spot. Um, so I moved down in the middle of the pandemic and rented an apartment and didn't really meet anybody for about a year. <laughs> so it was, it was a definite, a definitely a very interesting sort of adjustment. Um, and so the, the joke is sometimes when I'm driving around Ocala, I still get lost. Mm -hmm. because I spent the first year in an apartment and yes. we worked from home for a section of that. And so I didn't, I didn't, you know, I know where, I know where the art is around town. Yes. But when somebody's like, Oh, go over to Talese on the court. I'm like, yeah, to I, Avenue, this, that. I don't know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> and you've made your way now into being the manager mm -hmm. from supervision, you know, yep. to that's incredible. Yeah, it's a, it's a great opportunity. Um, we're a very small, very, very small currently, but mighty team. Um, mm -hmm. We're a team of officially three right. uh, with an admin that sort of oversees us in growth management. So okay. we've got an admin component. She was originally with us. We've, we've recently had a reshuffle. Uh, we were okay. with Recreation and Parks. They moved us over to growth. They want us to be more project-based, which I think opens up a lot of really great opportunities and working with the CRAs um, and different groups in in the community that we don't always have a lot to do with or starting to, which is right. which is fantastic. And the beautiful thing I love about what the um, cultural arts was able to achieve is your events, those um, the mm -hmm. state of events that mm -hmm. you do, you know, like the first Friday, that's coming up. Yes. And I think I'm saying it's coming up because I just filled out a form. <laughs> you did. You know, when I came in, this, you know, like, oh, Sean, here you go. Two. Just fill this out, yes. please. Yeah. Right, Emily? Yes. yes. It's very important. Yeah. So I love that, that first Friday at work. Um, whose idea was that? Do you know, mm -hmm. is it something that just started on its own, or how did that come about? A lot of our events and our projects that we do in the city were started by Melissa Townsend. Okay. You okay. know who Melissa is. She's she's now a realtor um, in the community, okay. um, and she's a fantastic res resource. Uh, I think she was the one who initially started. I know she's definitely responsible for the Ocala Outdoor Sculpture Competition. Okay, right. Um, yes. And I think she also had a hand in... First Friday Art Walk. She did. Yes. Yeah. Um, right. And that goes for like how many months? Uh, it starts in September, right? Yep. 
September 1st. September 1st. the first one this year. And then it goes to the following May. So there are nine okay, okay. first art walks. So every first Friday of, like, from beginning September, mm -hmm. folks can come downtown and experience what the artists have to say mm -hmm. and show. Yep. Okay, that's, that's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. And besides um, artists having different locations, um, how do you go about pairing uh, like an artist with, in terms of positioning? How do you position artists? And Because some people might say, well, I would like to be here closer to the downtown square instead of being on this street over here. How does that side of it work out? Is it the artist's they have to find a location on their own or you designate where they go? Well, the city definitely designates where okay. each artist go because right. we wouldn't want any conflicts day of setting up. We don't want any uncertainties. Yes. And then we also submit um, all of our layouts to permitting in okay. recreation and parks. So anyone that has like special events will always have to complete this permit to make sure that we have the resources available to, you know, make sure the event is smooth um, mm. and, and any setup needs to happen, Recreation and Parks is able to take care of that. Okay. Um, so this year we began a location lock optional fee that artists okay. can pay right. and then they rank their preference of location, first, second, and third, of where they would like to be located. Oh. We then receive the payment and these preferences and first come first serve. So if you're the first person that wants the location, you'll get your first uh, preference. If uh, you wait, then the options get um, smaller and smaller. Mm. So that's introduced for this year's. This yeah, coming. so it's a new way to try to prevent conflicts of locations to you know make sure some artists don't like me moved around so they'll have yes. a certainty of this is always going to be my spot when i set up mm -hmm. some artists don't mind you know being yeah. moved around because they enjoy interacting with different businesses or other artists that are located near them right that's beautiful and you also have like musical performances that is taking place as well yes Yes, you, 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 I believe you'll be one of our yeah. Oh, performing artists. Actually, yes. Yeah, that's beautiful. So the first Friday Art Walk mm -hmm. is one of your staple events. And I know you have the big Levy Amp music yes. series that takes place for the community to experience all these wonderful artists coming in. Mm -hmm. I know the, uh, so first Friday goes up until May, which would be May 2024. Yes. And Levy Amp 